The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You've chosen America's number one. Number one. Number one. one. Outdoor radio show. Well, welcome to America, amigo. The Revolution with Jim and Trav, where we bring you the outdoors so you can get outdoors. It's outdoor radio at its finest that highlights local and national outdoor news in the field perspectives and current gear reviews that are 100% free of charge. Brought to you by Whitetails Extreme, the makers of Rack Addict. Ignite improved nutrition and results 365 with Rack Addict. Log on to whitetails-extreme.com to learn more about Rack Addict. Now, without further ado, let's start the revolution with Jim and Trev. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Oh, let's do it. Rookies are gobbling to beat the band. Our bird numbers are very good as far as the Jake and Tom numbers again this year. And pattern those birds, everybody. And maybe not always disturb their security zones like their roosting areas. I know a lot of hunters like to set up almost right below them. Remember that ticks get on you in the grass from the waist down. So light-colored clothing, light-colored pants. I do look like a nerd when I'm out there. I've got the white tube socks and my pants tucked in them. Light colored tennis shoes if you got them. And another cool thing that I do right now is I look for ravines or any real deep or trees that have fallen down that maybe a turkey wouldn't want to cross. So I can kind of see some travel areas that they might want to do. And then I set up on those places. You know, I bet he does look like a nerd. He does. <laughs> can you imagine all white out there? Although it's a pretty good idea to be able to you see him and be able pick to see them off. The ticks. Yeah, that's a good yeah idea. but everybody else can see you too. Oh, I thought the color kept them off, so they're not colorblind. <laughs> You thought the color kept off a tick? Yeah, it scares them. I hate ticks. Uh, anyways, the ticks would be racist. Uh, no, no, no. I thought, you know, like mosquitoes are attracted to different colors. I just thought, uh, okay. Does uh, that anyways, not make sense to anybody else? That right there is, uh, once again, Peggy the Big Mouth intern. I hate ticks. Uh, I just want to say that. Her, We're name, by. her name suits her well. Jimbo, how's it going? Hey, it's going pretty good this week. Uh, today's show is all about turkey hunting, and it's going to be what? All out turkey madness. All out turkey madness. Are you two ready to play a little game real fast? Yes, we are. It's things you didn't know about wild turkey beers. Do you guys want to play? Woo! Oh, yeah. sure. All right, here we go. All right. Wait, wait, Question number prize. one. We don't punch you. I don't know. <laughs> right, are you guys ready? The, here, here's the first. Uh, we're going to have three questions for you, all right? We're playing things you didn't know about wild turkey beards, all right? Number one question. What is the longest registered wild turkey beard to date? I want to guess. I'm what is guess. it? 20 and a half inches. <laughs> you about, saw my note. How about 16? <laughs> Okay, no, this is not fair. Note, okay, I'm gonna. If give... I saw your note, I would have guessed the right amount. Oh, oh, I gave it away. I'm sorry. Okay, according to the now, <laughs> I messed up on my own game. Thank according you. to the National Wild Turkey Federation's current registry, as of today, the record long beard tapped out at 22.5 inches. Now that just seemed. I thought you were cheating. I'm sorry. 
You guessed 20 and a half. You, you know how you I knew that? I work with turkeys. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know, Travis's beard is 22 and a half. That's right. I'm looking at it now, I babe. It's shot by Cody May. Our discover was an officially registered as an Eastern, not a real grand, which is, you know, typically the Lone Star uh, State subspecies. And it was taken back in uh, April 6, 2007. Obviously, Texas. Now, here. Well, that's a while ago. All right. Second question. Uh, is this a myth or a fact? Bearded ladies of the spring. We're not talking about Peggy. Um, hey, hey, hey. How many times a month do you wax your face? Well, not enough, according to you. <laughs> All right. So I would say true. Miss Peggy. Then I don't wax enough? Uh, yes. <laughs> I don't think so either. Why did you hook me into bearded, this? Thing? Bearded ladies of the spring. Miss Peggy. True. Yes, like Peggy. Amen, babe. <laughs> a lot of uh, hens do have, and, and, and their beards are typically, you know, seven to eight inches long. And this does not deter they have, the males from mating. They, they, have they a really beard don't on care. Their chest. Peggy, I'm sure, has a hairy chest, so they just don't want to see it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> anyways. I didn't know you are supposed to wax there, too. Anyways. All righty. So you both got that right. All right. Now, here's a last question, all right? Question number three. And this is kind of a multiple choice, choice question here. Okay. Don't touch my stuff, Peggy. I wanted Jeez, to. Jeez. Keep your fingers to yourself, please. Anyways. What right. is best for guessing a gobbler's age? Is it either A, the beard, no. B, the spur, or C, the weight? Spur! Yeah, spur. I know. Why are you dancing around? Because I'm not happy. Like it's that exciting. Because I'm happy I won. Anyways, uh, so this has been really uh, dumb. This is most <laughs> random. But I won! This but is I won. random knowledge at its best. <laughs> Anyways, yes, it actually is the spur because right here, you know, a lot of people do go by weight. They think, man, that's a, a big bird. But right here, this is off the NWTF's website. Uh, weight can't be an accurate indicator of age. Jakes sometimes weigh 18 pounds while adult gobblers occasionally go less. That seems weird. You would think uh, the, the older the bird, the bigger the bird. The bigger. That's not the case. Then when it comes to the beard, often during mating, fighting, just life in general, the beard breaks off. Yeah. So, and in some states as well, the beard has to be a certain length before you can harvest them. So, the best way of going about it is the spur. But really, to measure the spur, they got to be on the ground. Unless you got like freakishly long legs like Peggy and can chase them down. <laughs> I'm telling you, she's fast, guys. Yes, I am. Just not thinking. <laughs> Anyways, so let's get to the show. So in this week's Ram Power Block. Powered by Ram at RamTrucks.com. Hey, we'll hear from Doug Little, who's a regional biologist for NWTF. And then phoning in on the Ram hotline will be Tim Brand with Federal Ammunition, outdoor writer Steve Felgenhauer, Ram Truck President Fred Diaz, and Chevalier Advertising's Michael Turbyfield. You know, Jim, I feel bad. We kind of dissed Peggy. We didn't even tell her goodbye. (laughs) She left. Um, I think she got mad. uh, But anyways, you know, Jim, it is time to get nasty. Oh, Donnie's going to get dirty in here. It's going to get nasty. You know what I'm talking about, right? You like that word, don't you? I do. It's always nasty. I like that word, nasty. I hope you? you're talking about brush. I, I am talking about brush. <laughs> Anyways, uh, as Jim said just a second ago, Doug Little, who is the regional biologist for uh, NWTF, just phoned us at 75-846-7647. And, you know, when it comes to cover, Doug, a uh, thick, nasty cover is what turkeys truly need. This is essential for their survival, ain't it, Doug? Absolutely. Um, yeah, nasty thick is, is right. You guys hit it right on the head. I mean, we talk a lot about food plots in, in our circles, but, yeah, um, you know, we, we definitely need to, to address that nesting cover part of it, which is, you know, real, quit- real critical time of the year for turkeys. Yeah. yeah. Now, give us an idea of what you're talking about at getting nasty. 
Um, basically cover that nobody wants to walk through. I mean, if you can envision a good area for, for deer bedding cover that, uh, you know, nobody wants to really walk through and even drive deer out of during the season, um, you know, that would make for good nesting cover. Yeah. You gotta have good ground cover for turkey nests, um, particularly when they start laying eggs before green up. Um, so when you're, you're talking about a ground nesting bird, areas that, uh, you know, could provide, could provide that ground cover. Um, even before a leaf out, that's a real critical component for their needs um, during the nesting season. Yeah. Now, you know, when we think of uh, doing food plots and cover and stuff like that, usually that's associated with deer hunting. It uh-huh. really is. A lot of people don't think, oh, man, I really need to go out there and do these management practices when it comes to turkeys. But this is an essential part if you want to have a, a productive, thriving uh, flock of turkeys in your area, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. It's, it's, a, it's a major um, part of your overall management, you know, that in a lot of the food plots that are that are put on the ground for deer, um, you know, they'll, they'll work very well for turkeys as well. You know, when, especially when you consider, you know, right after hatching, you know, in, in late spring, early summer, uh, when those poults first pop out of the eggs, they, they've got to have good, you know, food plots, grass cover right next, next to those uh, thick, nasty uh, nesting areas so that they can... Uh, feed on those insects that they need to feed on right after they hatch. They, they, they've got a, a diet that's about 90% insects, you know, for the first 10 wow. days, two weeks out of the nest. So, um, you know, those clover plots that everybody's planting, those grass, clover mixtures, alfalfa mixtures, a lot of those a lot of those food plots that folks are putting on the ground for deer are really addressing a critical need for turkeys as well. Yeah, no, you're, you're actually talking about the, this ground cover, and that's actually a cover for these young poults because uh, I mean, they've got to worry about... Uh, Eagles and hawks and owls and predators, and this kind of gives them that cover, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I mean, the predators are going to be there, and, and no doubt turkeys are a prey species, but the way to buffer those effects are, are basically to, to get that ground cover out there that's going to help them. You know, if you're, if you're thinking about doing some, some food plot work for, uh, for deer and you want to also help out the turkeys, you know, instead of just putting a solid clover patch out there, maybe you mix in a, you know, some, some grass to add some vertical structure and give those turkeys a little bit more of a chance to fend off those avian predators that are looking overhead for those young poults. Yeah. Now, when we're talking about thick, nasty, I just like saying that thick, nasty yeah. cover. <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, you know, we're, we're talking about ground cover, but one thing that is very important, I know you guys there at the NWTF, you're always preaching this, and it's true. You really need to open up that thick canopy, especially if there's a bunch of trees, to let some sunlight get down in there to provide vegetation for these birds. I think so many people overlook that, but really, when you're when you're wanting to provide cover, you really do need to um, thin out some trees, don't you? Absolutely. I'm glad you brought that up. That's a huge point because you know that in itself can address address a few needs in, in the nesting cover. When you open up that, that canopy and you allow that sunlight to hit the forest floor, yeah. you're really going to get some flush growth uh, of shrubs, uh, maybe some brambles, some thick cover that, uh, you know, it's in, you know, it's scattered throughout the, the wooded areas of, of properties. And, and that, you know, that provides, you know, great forage, great nesting cover, um, great escape cover as turkeys are walking through the woods. You know, they can, they can just, you know, within a few um, steps they can be in cover that that can provide that protection from predators. I mean, it, it just addresses a lot of things at the same time. Yeah. Now you're you're back uh, in New York State, and of course uh, that that's an older forest out there. And of course, you have you know a lot of those giant. It's just an trees. old state. That's it. it's a very old. It's the <laughs> oldest we're gonna, state. We're going <laughs> to trade in on something new like New Mexico. We need a new model. That's it. But but the thing is, do you ever even in the in in the larger trees, do you ever do any 
and they call it out here hinge hinging. Cutting. Yeah. yeah, hinging, where you're you're leaving part of the tree alive and you're just kind of felling the tree. Is that something that you uh, suggest doing? Yeah, yeah, I, I do, and and we work with a lot of private landowners on, on developing plans that it, that include um, you know where they have mature aspen trees, for example, um, doing some of those hinge cuts. And, and that promotes a lot of, uh, you know, fresh aspen shoots coming out from the root system, um, provides great nesting cover for turkeys, you know, great escape cover. And it, you know, it also go, it helps out with grouse and woodcock up here as well. And, and that's, you know, certainly a species that everybody, you know, a lot of people anyway, like to hunt up here. Yeah. Um, and, and so it, it goes a long way. Um, and it's, you know, it's a great technique, pretty simple. Um, a lot of landowners have mature aspen trees and, once those aspen get to a certain point, you know, they lose the value for wildlife. And, and so doing just what you said would, would, would help a lot. Yeah. Now, how worried do we need to be about invasive plant species? You know, especially using, uh, let, let's say, herbicides. A lot of people don't want to use them. They, they, they don't know how to properly, um, uh, their, their proper application. Is, is this something that we really need to be fretting about? Um, is it easy to manage? Uh, what's your take on that? Well, yeah, it's definitely something you, you know, landowners should be, you know, keeping an eye out for when they're walking their properties. Um, some of the more common ones that we see up here, you know, you get a lot of honeysuckle, multiple yeah. rose, autumn olive, and, and those sorts of um, invasives can, can take over an area. Japanese barberry is another example, and some of these can can even take over and enforce the areas where there's, you know, it's full canopy and they, they do pretty good in shade. So, yeah. um, you know, landowners should really be concerned about that. It can really you know, prevent a lot of regeneration of, of trees that you want to have on your property growing in the understory. And so it's important to know exactly what you have, and then every one of them may have their own way to, to get rid of them, too. So you got to be, you got you, you almost have to walk around with a with a plant key so you know what you're looking at, and then yeah. you know, do the research as far as how to get rid of it. Yeah, now, sadly enough, about a half a dozen of those things that you just named off, my wife bought at the, the local florist and <laughs> and, 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 uh, and Planted those honeysuckles, you know, barberry. I mean, uh, she she's bought the. Now, is that a different plant, or is that the same one? Um, some of them are the same. Yeah, and, and they, <laughs> you know, it, it's one of those things where you just have to, you know, be mindful of what you're putting in, in the ground and where. And, and sometimes, you know, those birds can pick up those seeds and, you know, deposit them on the other end in another location. And next thing you know, you got a you got a new plant growing in, in a woodlot, and it and it. You know, can take over in no time at all if left untouched. He was just saying birds pooping. That was that, that's what he said. <laughs> I, I love the way he said the other end. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I had to think about that. Slid for a right in there. Do they he? have an end yeah. I don't know about? <laughs> um, but you know, we just got the DL from DL. Think about that. <laughs> Doug Little gave us the DL. Down Anyways, low, yes. Uh, one more time, Mr. Doug. If we want to find out more about turkey hunting, a uh, habitat, you, what you had for breakfast, where can we find you guys online? Well, www.nwtf.org. And if you're looking for anybody in, in a specific state, any of our field staff, regional directors, regional biologists, you can click on the link for uh, whatever state you're interested in and um, navigate through there and, and you'll be able to reach us. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Doug Little and of course he knows everything about turkeys. He knows everything about getting nasty. That's he it. likes to get nasty. <laughs> Anyways, we are the revolution and we are brought to you by Ram Trucks. Ramtrucks.com plus High Mountain Seasonings. That is H-I-M-T-N at jerky.com plus Steiner. That's Steiner-Binoculars.com. Mr. Dougman, thank you so much for coming on and enlightening us uh, about proper habitat for um, turkeys. Man, appreciate it. Hey, thank you guys. I appreciate it. And best of luck to you and everybody out there during the season. All righty. Hey, we'll keep it locked right here because Federal Ammunition's very own Tim Brandt will return with us right after this break. 
He is such a fox. His eyes are gorgeous. <laughs> and yours are nasty. <laughs> Anyways, Tim Branch, stick around. He's coming up next. Attention passengers, we may experience 60 minutes of continuous outdoor talk starts now. Brought to you by Ruger at Ruger.com. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Sometimes you can tell a lot about a horse by what it's named. Like its color. It might be blacky or roany or buck. A name could have something to do with a horse's temperament or its disposition, like wild man or roller or bad bob. Yeah, the name of a horse is sometimes the name of his game. It's kind of like driving a ram truck. That name means something. It means you know the value of dust, sweat, and pride. Guts. Glory. Ram. Ram is a registered trademark of Chrysler Group, LLC. The Ruger American Rifle, an American legend is born. The Ruger American Rifle is a 100% American-made firearm that offers outstanding performance at a great price. It features power bedding integral bedding blocks for outstanding accuracy, a Ruger Marksman adjustable trigger for a crisp user-adjustable 3-5 to pound trigger pull, a flush-fit 4-round rotary magazine for smooth, reliable feeding, and a short 70-degree bolt throw for ample scope clearance and fast follow-up shots. Help Ruger raise $1 million for the NRA. Visit Ruger.com slash million to learn more. If you've ever been called a creep, then this is your outdoor show. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Brought to you by Ram at RamTrucks.com. One special young man has captured our hearts, our imagination. Here he comes. Here he comes. She's talking about Tim Brand, Jim. It's obvious. He's utterly amazing. You know, funny story, Jim. You know, Tim and I were always going and doing things together. We're like the best of pals. And uh, when we go to, to someplace, even though like it could be a crowded room, all right, I feel like he, he makes me feel so special. Like, I am the only hunter in the room. His eyes are only for me. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> we love you, Tim. Tim, we do love you, man. And thanks so much for coming back on the show. Hey guys, thanks a lot for having me on. That was such a build-up. Man. Yeah, I, I thought Tim would be like, "Hey, hey guys, what's up? We're so excited!" <laughs> I, every day of the week is Tuesday for Tim. That's right. Hey, hey, it's my Monday today. <laughs> Anyways, Tim, uh, you know, turkey season. You guys are always coming out with new loads and everything. And you know, I, I guess it's for me. I don't know. All I know is I, I grab a box of shells. All right. uh-huh. And I go out there and I shoot something, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know that much about it. And so what, what's it, maybe some new loads you, uh, Federal's introducing that uh, we ought to try out uh, this spring turkey season? Well, first of all, you know, just grabbing a box of shells off the, the shelf and going out there, it's not a bad idea to start, but you want to do that with paper because what you'll see is you'll see a lot of differences in our shells like our mag shot heavyweight yeah. turkey loads. Those are We've got the heavyweight shot, which is one of the densest loads on the market. 
It's denser than lead. You get great energy. It patterns well with our flight control wad. Yeah. And our flight control wad opens from the back. Everything else opens from the front on the market. So that's one area where you'll see a difference at that patterning board. So that's the one thing we we really stress with people is to get out there and, and try what you're going to use in the field on the paper first, and you'll really see a difference. Well, you know, that, that's really interesting you say that because most people don't even pattern their shotgun and say, well, hey, it, it sends out a big pattern. I got it. But uh, frankly, at uh, 20, 30, 40 yards, your aim point actually doesn't change, but maybe the point of impact does. And if you're shooting high to the left, you're going to miss that turkey every time. Yeah, Tim, you know, I think last time, Jim and I, last fall, you and I went out and patterned our shotguns, and I was shooting uh, uh, over and under red label, and I was shooting... I think it was uh, like high to the right by like a foot uh-huh. at 30 yards, you know. I mean, that's going to be detrimental when you're out there turkey hunting. Absolutely. And then another thing that will change how your your guns pattern and where you hit is the choke you're using. So exactly. you can uh, mix up different chokes and try that. Get comfortable with what you've got. And, uh, you know, we've got plenty of different options out there, 10, 12, and 20 gauge for a variety of turkey hunters. All of those loads feature our flight control wad in lead and heavyweight. One of the new things we've got this year is a lower recoil 12-gauge load. So we know that our turkey loads pattern great. You get some long distances, long effective range, but we also know that they hit pretty hard on the recoil side of things. So this year we came out with a lot lighter recoiling 12-gauge load that'll still pattern like a dream. Really? Well, I've I've noticed over the years that, uh, you know, I first started hunting turkeys 20-some years ago. Man, if you didn't have a 10-gauge, you were just out of luck because that was the uh, gauge of choice. And then it went to 12, and now you guys have got some loads for 20-gagers, and anybody can shoot a 20-gauge and still be able to get that turkey. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the days of being handicapped in the woods with a 20-gauge uh, while turkey hunting are gone. I mean, some of the loads that we've come out with in the last few years pattern better than most 12-gauge loads on the market. So it's an exciting time for turkey hunters and, you know, as ammunition guys, if you will. There's a, there's a lot of great products on the, out on the market, and we feel we've got some of the best for, for turkey hunting. And, of course, we just want to remind people to go out, practice, get comfortable, whether it's a 10-gauge, a 12-gauge, a 20-gauge, or anything in between. Just just get out there and get comfortable. Yeah, now, question for you. Uh, with the uh, with heavyweight shot, uh, do you suggest that they use an extended choke tube for that? Yeah. You know, it depends. One of the things that we did uh, when we brought out the flight control wad is it kind of gave you aftermarket choke tube performance out of standard factory chokes, which we still find to be the case today, but our friends like Scott Carlson have come out with great chokes that are designed specifically for the flight control wad and actually improve the performance. So those are great options. You know, I know Scott's been on several times and mm-hmm. um, he's a good guy. So he, he, got, he makes some great products. So the, the, to answer your question, there's a lot of, a lot of different uh, variables to factor in and just kind of, again, go, it goes back to the patterning board. Yeah. You know, it's strange, but nine times out of 10, the guys you're hunting with, they have no idea what choke is in their shotgun. They really don't. You know, most people don't even think about that unless, unless you're a savvy hunter and you're, you're, you're shooting a lot of trap and skeet and stuff like that. But how many times, Jim or Tim, have you been out and you ask what, what kind of choke they have in and what the pattern is and they have no idea whatsoever, especially on flesh mount. They don't even know they got a choke in there. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It's, it's one thing that just as, as hunters, we can always just, uh, 
educate ourselves and learn a little bit more about what we're doing and, and what we're going out there doing. And, it, and it's fun too. It adds a little variety. You can you can see the difference. You can get comfortable with your gun and and just really know what your effective range is with whatever choke and kind of cater it to whatever you're doing. You bet. Hey, we've been talking with Tim Brand. He's with Federal Ammunition way up there in Minnesota. That's right, Mr. Tim. If we want to find you guys online, uh, where do we have to go to? Go to www.federalpremium.com. And again, the internet does work way up here in the Northland. <laughs> I think that's a lie. Anyway, string in a tin can. You got to fan them on Facebook. Plus, you got to look them up on uh, YouTube. Got some really great videos. It's very informative. You, everybody, in this, I'm talking myself here, you need to brush up on this and really educate yourself uh, on the proper uh, shot you're going to be using out there. But uh, we are the revolution. We are brought to you by Ram Trucks or RamTrucks.com and Cub. Bellas, world's foremost outfitter, activebellas.com and NBC Sports Outdoors. That is NBCSports.com forward slash outdoors and NRA blog at NRAblog.com. But Tim Man, uh, thanks so much for coming back on. Uh, sorry we were so uh, flirty in the beginning. <laughs> but, uh, dude, we really appreciate you coming on and telling us about uh, you guys' uh, federal, I'm talking about, your new loads for uh, 2012. Thanks so much, man. Hey, guys, always happy to come on. Thanks a lot, and good luck in the turkey woods. Hey, we'll stick around because our writer Steve Felgenhauer is coming up next. He's no Tim Brand, but he'll do. That's right. <laughs> Stick around. The Revolution with Jim and Traff is brought to you by Ruger at Ruger.com. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. High Mountain Seasonings, the world's best kits for turning your game into jerky and sausage. Look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. This is George Thornton with the National Wild Turkey Federation, and if you're looking for great hunting, you'll find it in Kansas. You may already know about the great pheasant hunting here, but did you know Kansas is also a great place for quail, deer, geese, and my personal favorite, the wild turkey. Learn more about turkey hunting in Kansas at www.travelks.com. Every weekend morning, make NBC Sports Outdoors your destination for the best fishing shows and most respected anglers around. Got them! Beginning every Saturday and Sunday morning at 7 on the NBC Sports Network. Attention. Two outdoor guys that have everything in common with you. Confused young men in need of observation. It's the revolution. Check out their podcast at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Hey, Jim, uh, top of the Falcon Hour to you. Well, gesundheit to you, too. Oh, I was going to say, you know. <laughs> Falconhauer! <laughs> fell down and busted my Falconhauer. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Got a little bend to the right. <laughs> uh, anyways, on uh, today's rev, we are focusing 100% on spring turkey hunting. Hey, first off, we heard from NWTF regional biologist Doug Little about turkey habitat. And then Federal Ammunition's Tim Brand, he talked about some of the new turkey loads they've got this spring. But now we're going to turn our attention to bagging mature turkeys. We're going to talk about mature turkeys. And you know, it's funny... Outdoors men and women, we are so opinionated. We, everyone has their own way of it's going. Kind of like about. noses. It's like yeah, it's like picking your nose. It, it doesn't really matter how you do it as long as you get the job done. But right now we're talking to Steve Felgenhauer. He just wrote an, an awesome article for American Hunter. Look it up at AmericanHunter.org. The, the article is called "The Best Way to Hunt 
mature turkeys. Mr. Steve, welcome to the revolution, buddy. Oh, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Yeah, now this this article, I mean, it's a fun article. And, you know, you'll have to kind of tell people how, how you got addicted to turkey hunting and how it haunts your dreams. <laughs> but um, this is a great read. It really is. I appreciate it. Uh I can't take the full credit for this. Uh, Ray I got me started yeah. on this bird. He called me up one day and said, hey, i got a special place. I want to take you. There's this bird up there. He says, I snapped a cap on it the first day of turkey season, and I need you to come up there. We need to kill this bird. <laughs> I said, okay, let's go. So mm-hmm. we, he whisked me away. We went up there. He set us up. We set up underneath this tree. We, he said, this bird's right underneath this tree. It's getting daylight. The bird will come down. It's going to be 10 minutes. We're going to be down the road. That's, <laughs> that's not the way it actually happened. <laughs> come to find out the farmhand on the property drove through the area where the turkeys were roosted. Oh. Scared that chop gobble. I call him Obble because whenever he gobbled, he doesn't have a G on his, on his gobble, <laughs> so I called him Obble. <laughs> so he flew off and roosted to a different place where actually Ray had a turkey blind set, a blind for turkey hunting that he hunted the first day. If we'd been in that blind, that we would have been down the road in 10 minutes. Yeah. So we sat underneath this roost tree, and the whole thing was lit up with hens, of course, mm-hmm. and they had to thin down. We couldn't move. Mm-hmm. It, it was, you know, well well daylight. We could hear chop gobble gobble the whole time. We had a whole hen full a whole tree full of hens over top of us. We couldn't move. We was pinned down. Wow. Uh, finally, they did fly down. We snuck up to where Chop Gobble was. We watched Chop Gobble out in the field displaying. He actually bred one of the hens while we were sitting there watching him, just taunting us back and forth. And any of your listeners know anything about Ray I? Ray I is not, he's not shy on the turkey call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Ray called and called, and we probably spent probably an hour, hour and a half, calling to this turkey. And, you know, Ray finally got that bird to come over. Is that right? Really? Yeah, the bird finally came back. Now, the whole flock, you know, there was three gobblers in this in this field with Chop Gobble. Of course, Chop Gobble was the dominant bird. Yeah. He's the mature bird. And Ray got that bird to come over to us. He presented a shot. I missed that shot <laughs> <laughs> on film and Ray's not ashamed to show that all his seminars. He goes, Oh, what's this? This is you know, outdoor writer Steve talking about what's this? Everybody misses. It's like, yeah, go ahead, Ray. Throw some more salt in that wound. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, when you're, when you're hunting mature turkeys, I mean, your tactics have to be totally different when it comes to, uh, you know, you're hunting a Jake or something like that, because these guys have been there before. Most turkey seasons are, they're centered on two-year-old turkeys. Yeah. That's what everybody wants to hear. Everybody wants to go outside, out, you know, have blue skies, sunny skies, turkeys gobbling at everything. Yeah. A mature, a mature gobbler is not going to do that. Yeah. He's not going to come running to the to any sound. He don't need to. The hens come to him. He's the, he's the boss. That's yeah. why I call him the boss gobbler. He's <laughs> the boss. Well, yeah. The hens come to him on, on his own terms. Yeah, well, actually, what we're doing, when we call the Tom in... I mean, we're really kind of going against Mother Nature because it's the other way around. He's Absolutely. the one that. Uh, However, uh, what you a lot of times what you do is on, on something like that, you get the hens worked up. Yeah. When you start calling to the hens, everything goes by a pecking order. Every even human beings, if you think about it, I mean, oh, there's yeah. a pecking order for everything. Yeah, I'm hen pecked myself. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> you get everybody wants to check you out. You you see a dog walking up, two dog, strange dogs meet. What do they do? The first thing they do, they 
find out where they belong in this neighborhood. Yeah, I'm going to sniff your bud and tell me where you live, you know? Yeah, same, same deal. A turkey wants to know, who's this turkey and why is it here? And that's you get the hens worked up. They want to know where this hen is. And in turn, guess who's following? Exactly. That, and that's exactly how you hunt these birds. You get the you get the hens worked up. The hens start coming in. The gobbler's going to go with the hens, no well, matter what. You pointed something out, like you're just saying, and obviously, when people read this article, they'll they'll find out what we're talking about. But um, sometimes you have to break the rules, though. You know how you guys kept calling and calling and calling. That's really people tell you not to do that. Yeah, you know, call too much. You know, you call too much. But sometimes you got to step outside that box, Steve. You got to do something different. And like you're saying, to agitate that bird to say, hey, what's going on over here to get him to come in? I think so many times uh, we, we, we do everything so textbook, but every once in a while you got to get out there and just mix things up. Yeah, absolutely. What people forget is the textbook. People wrote that textbook. Turkeys haven't read that book. <laughs> well, that's we need it. to send it to them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, <laughs> perfect point is on that hunt, you know, it was probably – 11.30 before them birds actually made their way. Most wow. people would give up on that bird. You know, they see yeah. that bird out of the field, they'd turn around, you know, or oh, you can't call them birds in. Yeah. Just because a turkey's not there at a specific time, like I said, the turkey hasn't read that rule book, that textbook. He don't know what that book says. <laughs> a turkey thinks about three things, eating, pooping, and perpetuating the species. <laughs> there you go. Well, and, and the thing is, uh, Travis and I oftentimes will hunt in the evening, you know, where it's possible to be able to do that, because if you know where they're roosting, all you have to do is wait them out. They're coming back. Oh, yeah. Not only that, you, you bring up an excellent point as far as roosting. You figure out where them birds are roosting. You watch where them birds are flying up from the ground to the tree, because a lot of places you can't hunt in the evening. Uh, like here in Missouri, you can only hunt to 1 o'clock. Some uh -huh. places only 12 o'clock. Yeah. So just because the legal shooting time's over, go back to the truck, put the gun back, and go back out there and watch what them turkeys are doing. Not only where they're flying up from, where they're coming from. That's going to yeah. tell you a lot about them turkeys. Yeah. He's got, got landing lights. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve, you know, if, if we want to find out more about your articles and stuff like that, what do we have to do? Just top on uh, Google or Bing, we can Bing you. Type yeah, in Steve well, Felgenhauer, right? Well, that's, uh, yes, just do that. That's, you know, I don't know if I've ever actually been binged before, but yeah, you can go ahead and do that. There's a first for everything. That's you know right what I'm saying? Is, well, right. once again, hop on Google, type in Steve Felgenhauer. And uh, Steve, how do you spell your last name? F is in Frank, E L G E N H A U E R. That is Steve Felgenhauer. Once again, that's you, worse to live by. Yeah, you write for so many different uh, publications and outlets. A wonderful writer. But uh, we are the revolution. We are brought to you by Ram Trucks. So RamTrucks.com plus NRA blog. That's NRABlog.com plus Ruger at Ruger.com. Steve, man, thank you so much for coming on and telling your story and for sharing these tips with us and our listeners, man. Really appreciate it. All right, thanks for having me on. All right, well, uh, stick around because coming up next, we got the praise of Ram Trucks. Fred Diaz. There you go. Anyway, stick around. Uh, Fred's coming up next. Our radio show has guys that actually do hunt and fish for a living. Ha ha. This is The Revolution with Jim and Trav. Find them on Facebook and Twitter at OutdoorTrailsNetwork.com. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at VoiceAmericaTRN. 
For hunting, target, and long-range shooting, choose Zeiss Rapid C, the ultimate ballistic reticle. Now until December 31st, receive up to a $100 mail-in rebate when you purchase a qualifying rifle scope with Rapid C reticle. See your Zeiss dealer or visit Zeiss.com slash sports for details. Make your next meal in the outdoors your most memorable with Camp Chef at CampChef.com. It's the way to cook outdoors. Cabela's is the world's foremost outfitter for hunting, fishing, and outdoor gear. You can outfit all your needs through Cabela's catalogs, online, and their many stores. With the best selection, prices, and quality all backed by a legendary guarantee. For the best in outdoor gear, go to www.cabelas.com. Powered by Ram at RamTrucks.com. This is the revolution. Take it away, boys. Hey, we're back at the phone lines are open at 785-846-7647. You know, during this past ad break, uh, we're kind of searching the web. Yeah. I, I love we're to get on that. I love to get on uh, Ram Trucks website. Just go to www.ramtrucks.com. Listen I to love, the ads. Listen to the ads. Watch them. It's remarkable the work that they do. They have, I don't know who their agency is, but they're cool. Yeah, they do a phenomenal job. <laughs> uh, right now, we were just on YouTube, and I love the, um, it was actually last year's ad for the outdoors. But it's, it's, a, it's an ad called uh, Ram Ad Silence. Yeah, just type in ram ad silence like go to youtube real quick and i think this is one of the most brilliant commercials that's ever been put together here we're gonna play it real quick we'll set this up because you guys can't see it so all right you, you're there, this guy he's sleeping all yeah, right well, he's trying he's to sleep trying anyway. to sleep there's one stupid cricket that just won't <laughs> let this man sleep and it's beautiful scenery he's got a fire going he's laying river in the background a river right there he's got bubbling brook awesome uh crew cab outdoorsman the 5.7 liter hemming oh yeah so he's looking around like god i can't sleep so now he's getting up. He's walking to his truck. He might be getting off coffee. Yeah. So he goes to his Ram box. He opens it up. It pulls out a pulls bow. Pulls out a bow. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. Here. For the outdoorsman who goes to extremes, a truck built to do the same. Listen. Pulls back. <laughs> I love this ad. That guy is an outdoorsman. They actually... He I, needed that. I was the stunt man for that commercial. <laughs> I never told you that, Jim. Hey, well, those of you who are just tuning in, today's show is all about turkey hunting. Hey, Trav, who's the biggest turkey you know? Besides you? Fred, Fred Diaz and I, we were just talking a second ago. We said, you know, we when don't like... Here. We, yeah, we don't like Jim. He's a big turkey. <laughs> I, we, we should be able to harvest him. Anyways, that man right there is Mr. Fred Diaz with Ram Truck. He's the prez. Mr. Fred, welcome back to the Revolution, buddy. Hey, Jim Trav. Always good to be back with you guys in the chat and truck. Yeah. Now, um, are you a turkey hunter? Yeah, are you a turkey hunter? I love the turkey hunt. <laughs> But it's, I haven't had a chance to get out this year, and Jim, you'd look great on my mantle. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd want you to do a full body mount. <laughs> that would be a, a sporting event right there. But you know, we, you know, uh, we were talking, uh, Fred. Um, obviously, you know, when you're getting out there and, and you're, you're you're pursuing turkeys, okay, you're always going to stop, shut off your truck for a second, all right? Hop out, yep. do a little shot gobble, do whatever you need to do. I mean, honest to God, this is the truth. Banging two two by fours together will work. <laughs> Slamming a car door, and with your brand new fifteen hundred that's coming out uh, in October, you guys have that stop start option in your truck. This is perfect for that. It's a great feature. It's uh, again one of the twelve things that we're bringing to this truck as an industry and a segment first, and it's incredible technology, especially for somebody that that does a lot of city driving. Yeah. And what's neat about it is that we 
engineered it into the truck so that it has an on-off button so that if somebody wants to use it, they can use it 100% of the time and maximize fuel economy. But if somebody doesn't want to use it, they hit an off button and they don't use the stop-start technology. It's up to the individual driving the truck. You bet. Well, you know, about uh, three weeks ago or so, we had you on the air and we were talking about that new natural gas um, motor that uh, you've got available in the in the uh, Ram yep. truck. But now, last week at the New York Auto Show, I mean, you guys just busted wide open with all kinds of neat things with this new Ram 1500. Oh, God. It was a lot of fun in New York uh, introducing this. And, of course, the big story was fuel economy, being yeah. in class and fuel economy with our new state-of-the-art eight-speed transmission. Never, ever has the trucking industry seen an eight-speed transmission in a truck, and then mating that eight-speed transmission with our state-of-the-art Pentastar V6, as well as our very, very popular V8, Yeah. Uh, regardless of what way somebody wants to go for whatever their hunting and camping needs are, uh, you're going to have best-in-class fuel economy. That's awesome. But one thing that I will tell you is that when we started designing this truck over two years ago, MPG, MPG, MPG was our main focus, which is why we brought all of these 12 technologies to the truck, like active air suspension, yes. active grill shutters. Who would have ever thought that the trucking industry would put these into a truck, and, and we were the first to do it, and, and our customers are going to be very pleased with that, especially the active air suspension. Yeah. Our hunters out there, incredible technology for the truck. First of all, what it does is it lowers the truck when you're above 50 miles an hour so that you cut through the wind which gives you better MPG. The active grill shutters cuts off the unnecessary air that comes into the engine when you don't need the cooling, when you're not hauling something heavy. So that's another MPG gain. But check out what the active air suspension does. Let's say you're a hunter and you're, you're loading your gear in the back of the truck bed. What it has is a kneel mode. You hit one little button on your remote and it kneels down so that you're not having to lift things that are 100, 150 pounds <laughs> and put them in the back of your truck bed. It's a, an easy slide over from a much lower position. The other thing that it does is if you're off-roading, going over a bunch of rocks, trees, boulders, whatever it may be, it also raises your truck another four inches so that you have a clearance below your truck. So incredible capability feature as well as a, an aerodynamic MPG saver. You know, if you want to find out more about Ram, everything that Ram's doing, everybody, we encourage you to go to www.ramtrucks.com. Check out their full lineup. Obviously, uh, like we said earlier, this brand new 1500, uh, you guys are going to start production in September. It's going to be hitting dealerships in October. I mean, this is something really to look forward to. A, a perfect timing for Fourth hunting season. season. Exactly. Yeah. You, you guys really did plan that correct. You could tell that Fred is an outdoorsman. <laughs> <laughs> He's not just That's a suit. Exactly what we did. We had to get ready for, for opening day. You can't miss that. <laughs> not another thing you can't uh, miss out on, honestly, is, uh, being at a Ram dealership in October. Uh, th this truck truly is, in all sincerity, the complete package. It's a home run, Fred. The beauty of this 8-speed transmission and the V6 V8 combo is that we're doing, we're giving you best-in-class fuel economy and this incredible torque, incredible horsepower, all without the use of twin turbos. Really? And, yep. No need for a twin turbo. We've designed a great engine and transmission combination so that you don't have to worry about Turbos going out after your 60,000-mile warranty expires. And our warranty, our powertrain warranty, is five years, 100,000 miles. There's no one better in the entire industry. That's interesting. I did not know that. Well, that was Fred Diaz. He's the president of Ram Trucks. And if there's anybody who knows anything about Ram Trucks, 
It's Fred Diaz. That's right. Look him up one more time at www.ramtrucks.com. If you want an uh, awesome truck with great um, capabilities plus exceptional fuel economy, uh, got to go to ramtrucks.com. But we are the revolution. And once again, we are brought to you by Ram Trucks, ramtrucks.com, and Ruger at Ruger.com plus NRA blog at nrablog.com. Mr. Fredman, as always, Thank you so much for being on The Revolution, buddy. Jim and Trav, always a pleasure talking to you, fellas. Hey, but stick around because after this word from our sponsors, we're going to be wrapping things up with Chevalier Advertising's Michael Turbyville. We'll be right back. The Revolution is maximum outdoors with true variety and a big howdy to Ram at RamTrucks.com. Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv. Tune in now. High Mountain Seasonings. Do yourself a flavor with over 200 different items. And look for the Bucking Horse logo at a retailer near you or on the web at www.himtnjerky.com. Don't just attract deer. Naturally create giants with Rack Addict. Get it today at whitetails-extreme.com. And make sure you fan them on Facebook. And now, here's the boys. You're back in the air with Jim and Trav. The phone lines are open at 785-846-7647. And, you know, Trav, we've been talking about turkey hunting this week. Yeah, A lot of tips and tactics have come out so far. Too much, yeah. But, you know, one of the birds that we'd like to go after is the Osceola. And we don't know anybody that's really successful at it. Maybe 60% of the time. <laughs> <laughs> A little inside joke there. Anyways, right now we be, we are being joined by Mr. Michael Turbyville, and he works with Chevalier Advertising. He's actually stationed there at the headquarters of Winchester. Mr. Michael, man, uh, welcome to the revolution, buddy. How are you guys? i doing pretty good. Now, you actually do an annual trip every spring. You, you and your down, buddies. You head down to Florida with your buddies, and that's really the best way to enjoy turkey hunting, I think, to get out there, the camaraderie of hanging out with your pals, uh, knocking down some birds. It, it, you guys do this every year, don't you? Exactly, guys. And I can tell you this, this year was different and, and more amazing and, and more fun maybe than, than we have. We've been doing this trip for three years. Wow. And so basically, this is not a work trip. Um, I, I This is on my own dime and my own time, and it's just a good old boy trip. Um, if you're from, uh, if you love to turkey hunt, this is the kind of trip for you. I mean, it's just kind of take off in the cars, no plane tickets, all that stuff. We drove 15 hours from Illinois down to Florida <laughs> in a rental car, a little, uh, little four-door sedan with turkey gear packed to the sky. <laughs> that, that is dedicated. Yeah, yeah, that's what that is. Now, the thing is, how far south into Florida do you have to go to actually get to pure strain of Osceola? Yeah, Osceola. you can get on the National Wild Turkey Federation's website, and they guess they have like an official line they use so that you can count it for your Grand Slam or not. Uh-huh. Um, kind of central Florida is kind of where they consider maybe north central is kind of where the Osceola start. I guess, really? I guess, and and where we were hunting, and, and I can't tell you specifically. Um, just you know, he would have to kill us. <laughs> no, no turkey hunter can give away their, their spot. You know what I'm saying? You're yeah. cheap. And so, uh, so we were about 45 minutes south of Gainesville, which is well into oh, that no. area of, yeah. of where Osceolas are. But but we took off uh, 15 hours in the car, turkey gear packed to the sky, drove all night on a Thursday night uh, after work, drove through the night, got there at uh, maybe uh, 2 o'clock the next afternoon. You go by your wow. license, you go by your tags, and, and then you kind of hit the fields, man, with, with, with glasses. And, and that's the big thing about Osceola's for me is there's these rolling pastures and, and uh, oak hammocks, and you can see for miles, and, and you just kind of glass, man. And that's, that's the easiest way to find them. If you go to Florida and you hunt Osceola's, you have got to take 
make a good set of binoculars. And so I definitely put my Nikons to work. Yeah. Now, um, how many of your buddies actually go down there? Is it like you and another buddy, you and a couple? I know Jim has a whole bunch of imaginary friends. Yeah. Uh, exactly. <laughs> One named Tree Stump. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got I've got two close friends, and, and we're kind of a motley crew. It's, it's random. I work in the industry doing public relations, and then I got two buddies that, that kind of do their own thing with it randomly with uh, with the outdoors. So I've got one buddy that's an outfitter from Illinois, and he oh, outfits, really? Yeah, he outfits for Big Deer. It's Riverview Outfitters is the name of his business. His name is Tyler Sellins. Okay. And, and then I have so there's Tyler, me, and then I've got another buddy who who get this. He's a wildlife artist. So oh, he actually, wow. <laughs> his name is is Ryan Kirby, and he's a rising star among wildlife artists. And so what Ryan does, what he gets out of the trip is number one, he's a good old boy and he loves to turkey hunt. But number two, he's down there getting references for his paintings. Oh, and okay. Yes. So he does he does wildlife art, and so when as we're you know hopefully having success and, and killing turkeys, Ryan's got his camera out there taking reference shots for for his paintings. So it's it's a motley crew. Um, and we get down there and we got a good friend named Rick Moyer who comes in and, uh, and kind of guides us and lets it, and takes us hunting. Uh, but, but, you know, it's one of those trips where you go hunting in the morning the, the way we've been doing, we've had a lot of success is, uh, you get turkeys in the morning and yeah. then by evening you're frying them up and standing around the campfire telling stories. Oh. It's just fabulous. Now, uh, what is your favorite call to use, uh, Michael? Okay. I, I use a lot of mouth calls. Do you um, really? Yeah, I've been I've been uh, working on my mouth. I've been using mouth calls since I started turkey hunting 15 years ago, and and I really believe that you can get more more realistic on a mouth call uh, than you can anything else. That's why you see those those guys, and they're way better than me at the Grand Nationals. That the you know all the calling contests and stuff. They're just uh, there's those little subtle turkey noises that you can make, and the yelping so real and the cutting. If you learn to master a mouth call, you can you can really uh, put it on them in the turkey woods, in my opinion. Like I say, you know that is definitely not Jim and I's forte. I, no, I mean, it makes me slobber. Jim drools anyways. <laughs> but uh, I'm serious though. I mean, it really is. I mean, a, a skill. I think some people have and some people don't. Yeah, and, like old Mitch. Yeah, Mitchell Johnston. I mean, that guy is you know, tremendous. Yes, but you're I, talking about the, the owner of dead-end game calls, and his calls are fabulous. That's actually, Mitch, it's funny that you bring up Mitchell because his his calls are the ones I was using in, oh, uh, really? in Florida this year, and, and they're just, they. Here, here's my thing about mouth calling. It is when you start mouth calling, uh, you have this idea in your head of what you sound like. Yeah, well, I hate bingo. to tell this to a lot of guys, but they don't sound as good as they think they do. <laughs> and, and, and I'm not saying that from, from a from a I sound better than you standpoint. One of the things that that my friends and, and I like to do, and, and I know a lot of the best callers in the country, and they'll do this too. Get your cell phone and turn on the recorder and set it out in the woods, twenty or thirty yards from you. Yeah. And call and record yourself calling, and then play it back. You're, you're, when you're when you're calling and you're you're worrying about your calling, you're not listening to how you sound. Yeah. Compare that recording of you to what a real hen sounds like, or to, to or get on. There's a million videos on YouTube of number one real hens, but then number two, the best turkey callers in the country, and play your calling next to what they sound like, and, and you'll you'll hear what you're doing wrong, what you're doing right, what you can improve on, and the cadence and the rhythm. Yeah. You may not hear uh, when you're calling yourself. You can't hide that on your recordings, and, and so. That's just one tip I have for guys that use mouth calls, and it'll help you improve. It really will. So I think that's great. Yeah, you equate or I equate that to like watching American Idol. You know, you have these nincompoops that get up there and they think they can sing. You know, and, and they make themselves look so foolish and stupid in front of millions of Americans. You know, <laughs> but that is the truth. You don't sound anything uh, like you think you do. And I know everybody. Yeah, actually, I did that one time with a cell phone. 
And uh, three ladies from North Dakota called me. Well, yeah, that speaks a lot for <laughs> North Dakota. Uh, you know, a lot of people think Michael's a butthead for saying that right now. <laughs> but I mean, I, that is, I think, one of the, the greatest tips we have heard in today's show. That's right. right there. It really is. Good information, Mr. Michael. Now, if we want to find out more about you guys, possibly just hook up with you. Uh, the wonderful stories. Uh, where can we Can find we go you next year? Yeah. Can we go? Oh, man. You know what? This is, it's kind of a trip that I tag along on, man. I, I, uh, I lucked into it. I'm friends with some really great guys. Again, Ryan and, and Tyler kind of invited me on the trip. I'm a friend of a friend, so I can't, I, you know, I, I, again, I, I can't invite you guys. You're a jerk. Um, <laughs> anyways, if we want to find out more about you and everything you do, uh, where do we have to head to online to do that, buddy? Well, a lot of the, uh, a lot of the work that I do again is, is one of, uh, one of our, our clients that I work with is, is Winchester Ammunition. Yeah. And, uh, and I'll tell you, I, I got to give them a plug really quick because I shot my first turkey down in Florida this year with number fours. I've oh, really? a wow. shot a lot of turkeys over the years, um, with fives and sixes. Been, been really impressed, obviously, with Winchester's extended range. I believe it's, it's the best shell in the market. And I was shooting it long before I worked for Winchester, but, yeah. but I took a turkey in Florida. And I did this because I patterned my gun and I know my limitations. And, and for most people, I'd recommend 40 yards or closer. But he was 52 steps with a rangefinder. I shot him with number fours, the first turkey I'd ever shot with number fours. Wow. Although I patterned him a bunch. That turkey hit the ground stone dead and his wing didn't twitch. I'm talking about Serious? stone dead. And I was so impressed with number fours. And he won't be the last one I shoot. So I, got, yeah. I had to I had to give a shout out there to, to Winchester and their extended range ammo. You bet. Well, hey, we've been talking with Michael Turbyfield, and this guy is a turkey hunter extraordinaire. That's right. And Mr. Michael, if we want to find out anything about the products that you have mentioned, uh, Chevalier Advertising, Winchester, uh, Mitch. Rick, Mitchell Johnston, uh, yeah, okay, what, what okay, shoes so you wear? Some of my, <laughs> yeah. some, some of my favorite turkey calls are at deadendgamecalls.com. Mitchell is a champion caller. He yeah. makes great stuff. Obviously, Winchester, you know, they're, they're a legendary brand in the industry. You want to visit winchester.com. They can, they can, you can learn more about anything, uh, turkey related there as far as the ammo goes. But, uh, those are two websites with, with turkey hunt products that I, I certainly, uh, love and use every day in the woods. Yeah. And I'm going to start up a website called Why I Don't Like Michael Turby Phil. Uh, <laughs> guys, we're going to have to get together and turkey hunt somewhere. I just don't know if I can take you to my honey hole. Broken, you know how a turkey hunter is. Yeah. Broken promises. He's going to take us to Alaska to hunt turkey. <laughs> and leave us. Anyways, we are the revolution, and we are brought to you by Ram Trucks. Ramtrucks.com plus High Mountain Seasonings. That is H-I-M-T-N jerky.com and Zeiss. Can't forget about them at Zeiss.com forward slash sports. Mr. Michael, man, thank you so much for being on the revolution, buddy. Great, guys. Thanks for having me. Y'all have a great day. Hey, they are the revolution. Outdoor advice and analysis that's totally unfiltered. Every weekend morning, make NBC Sports Outdoors your destination for the best fishing shows and most respected anglers around. Got them! Beginning every Saturday and Sunday morning at 7 on the NBC Sports Network. Hey, we want to give a special thanks to all of our 366 affiliate stations, your advertisers, and everyone that makes the show possible. Like Miss Bunny, Fun Joe, Mark Paneri, Frank the Sound Guy Plus, Doug Little, Tim Brent, Steve Felgenhauer, Fred Diaz, and Michael Turbyville. Hey, coming up next week on The Revolution. Man, you guys and gals are going to like this one because we are going to cover box blinds, tree stands, pop-up blinds, and safety equipment. So it's going to be a great show. Anyway, so we are Jim and Traff. Stick around because your local news and weather, it is coming up next. Peace out.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.